This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 55. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Morgan Estes. Morgan is a Christian, a husband, a father, a WordPress developer, a veteran, and a nerd. He has been working with WordPress since 2009 and first learned PHP by reading the WordPress source code. Hey, Morgan. Hey, Liam. Hi, Morgan. Welcome to Hallway Chats. Can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. like I said, my name is Morgan Estes. I live in uh, Edmond, Oklahoma, which is just outside of Oklahoma City. Uh, I work downtown in Oklahoma City, and I'm originally from California. I joined the Navy when I was 17 and traveled the world, moved all over the country, and just kind of ended up here about 14 years ago. And how are you liking it there in Oklahoma City? We were talking about this a little earlier. Yeah, it Really, there um, there are very unique things to every place I've lived, but this is the only one besides when I was in the Persian Gulf where it's over 100 degrees for like 100 degrees straight, and that's normal, mm. and I don't do heat very well. Yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> hot and muggy here too. But you so you've, you're comparing this to the Persian Gulf. Can you tell us a little bit about your military background? Yeah, I, like I said, I joined when I was 17. Uh, I, I left home, went to boot camp in San Diego, and I took a job when I, when I joined up. They said, what do you want to do? I want to work with computers. Great, we've got a job for you. And Navy computers are not like any other computers in the world. Uh, I got to work in front of a big gray box that was running some weird version of Unix and uh, did radar work. So I, I worked on radars and communications and ended up doing uh, a total of six deployments in the, the 12 and a half years that I was there. My last two years of active duty, I deployed four times and started getting burnt out. But I got to do some really, really fun stuff. So I, I did eventually work with computers, uh, but I've also been able to travel a lot and, and uh, enjoyed the time that I was there. When you say you did radar and the like, does that mean you were the guy with the headphones on and, and, and watched for incoming vessels and vehicles? Or were you getting to troubleshoot why they weren't working and getting them back on as, you know, missiles were incoming? And Morgan, <laughs> <laughs> Really, uh, both. Um, so my, my main job was the guy with the headphones on, listening to radios and talking to other ships and watching ships and aircraft and... Uh, I did some air control, so I, I got to talk to pilots and direct them where to go. And um, I also, there was only at one point two of us who understood radars on one of my ships. We were a really small one. So I ended up climbing 150 feet in the air and working on them with the main radar technician. So I, I learned a lot about how the internals of them work. I had a tendency to break things, and the technicians who repaired them got tired of that. So they would come to me and say, let me show you how this works so you don't break it again. Okay. I, yeah. I really enjoy that. And, and I learned mentorship through breaking things. 
Yeah, interesting. So you were 17. Did you did you have were you already involved with computers at that time? Is that why you knew you wanted to do it? Or what led you to the military to begin with, I guess? Maybe I, I come from a uh, military family. My dad's Navy, uh, dad's dad on both sides, dad and mom, both grandpas were Navy. Um, uncles, Marines, got family, Air Force, and it just is a thing with us. Okay. Uh, I started programming when I was in uh, sixth grade. Okay. Fifth or sixth, reading the back of Apple magazines and typing in the basic source code into Apple and watching things work and then turning off the computer and losing everything at school. And I just knew, hey, these are pretty cool and I can make them do things. So, yeah, that's, so. that's what I thought I would do for the rest of my life is program computers. And then and the Navy was lucky to get somebody who already had that sort of fascination, right? Did they, and you learned a lot while you were there? I learned a whole lot while I was there. Yeah. Um, and and when, you, when you left the Navy, then how did you translate that into your next thing? Is this the next thing that you did after the Navy or was there something in between? This is pretty much the next thing. I, I left the Navy and went to college and I, I went to uh, Oklahoma Christian University to learn computer information systems. And I made it about a year and a half in before I realized I hate programming. Uh. And so I changed <laughs> up my major and I started liberal studies. Uh, so I studied Bible, business, and history and graduated with my bachelor's degree and immediately took a job for the Bar Association as their programmer and website editor. Uh, figured out that it's not programming that I hate, it's just C++. Ah, okay. Interesting. I'm glad you clarified that because you <laughs> I realized in college I hated programming and then the first job you took out of college was do programming. <laughs> yeah. And I remember sitting in class one time and this gal sitting behind me saying, my dad's teaching me this language called PHP. It is the future. And they've got this thing called WordPress. I'm like, yeah, I just don't get it. And Two years later, I was working and contributing to WordPress. Because of uh, the woman behind you in class? Or did you just get so frustrated with C++? Or was it the, the, the job out of college where they said, hey, Morgan, we need the website to do this. And you said, uh, okay. And then you're <laughs> looking around. You found WordPress. How did, how, did, how did you make that transition? How did that happen? It was the, the first job out of college was with the Oklahoma Bar Association. And at that time, it had over 4,000 pages of static HTML. And I managed everything with Dreamweaver and FTP. And they had a programmer in IT, and she knew PHP. And she helped me kind of make things dynamic. So I built a couple of my own CMSs, because of course, who hasn't? Um, I did stupid things like publishing spreadsheets to the internet that were internal <laughs> because, you know, who hasn't done that? Well, I also Google know. wasn't <laughs> so it didn't matter as much. Yeah. When I both raised our hands, we have not built our own CMSs. No. True fact. Good. You're smart. <laughs> when, a lot of when I finally... A lot of people yeah. in the early days, it was, this thing stinks, let me make something better. But go And ahead. this was 2009. And okay. I, I decided, okay, I... I have to do something different. I have to do something better. And I started looking at content management systems. Um, we reviewed our, me and the editi editorial board that we were on 
uh, reviewed a bunch of different CMSs, and the only one that actually made sense to me was WordPress. Um, I tried from a code standpoint, or from, from a code standpoint and from a user standpoint. Um, I, I looked at Joomla and just didn't understand how it was put together. Our the the programmer that was upstairs, she did, she liked it, but I couldn't write content in it. I looked at Drupal. I liked the idea of modular code, but I didn't understand MVC. And I couldn't, I couldn't even figure out how to create new pages or write posts in Drupal. Yeah, that's a challenge. And I looked at WordPress and I realized I can change this code, refresh my browser, and it immediately works for me. That's the one I'm using. And then I had to try and convince a bunch of lawyers that this was the system to use. I didn't. They ended up going with a .NET solution after I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> but I tried. That's, that's, that's humility. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> so as you're thinking that, hey, WordPress is pretty cool. This is what we should use. This is what the Bar Association should use. And it sounds like you were then learning that you liked writing code and it wasn't code itself or programming that bothered you. It was... Uh, the challenges around C++ that was given to you. Talk us through that. How did that evolve uh, into is to your next phase? I, my main job at that point was content and teaching others how to write content. So I learned a lot about editing. I had the Yahoo style guide on my desk. I learned how to format things. Um, I had been building websites since 1998. So I, I understood how the web worked, but not how to help other people create with it. And so I found this tool that was a creator's dream. Problem is everyone had their own idea of how to create and what they wanted. And I started realizing, okay, in PHP, or at least in WordPress, I can make this change and that solves the problem of someone else. And so one of the very first things was Lawyers love WordPerfect, and they wanted to be able to upload WordPerfect, which didn't have support in WordPress at that time. And so I hacked WordPress core to make WordPerfect a file that was permitted. Awesome. Updated and lost that and realized, okay, but I didn't understand filters at the time. I didn't know. I didn't know what actions were. I didn't know hooks. And I but learned quickly. As an editing core. Right. That, you know, even I've done that. I've had themes blown away from a theme update. I've had WordPress blown away from a core update. I've, I've made those mistakes. But I also learned real quickly from searching on WordPress.org that you could get help from other people. And then you could contribute changes back. And I contributed my change back to core to add WordPerfect. And when that was accepted, I thought, this is huge. Yeah. This, that was the, the turning point for me, realizing I can make changes and share that with someone else to solve their problem. And I was just hooked. So I, I started diving deeper and learning the language and learning the community and trying to, to use and give back as much as possible. That's really neat. Um, and let me ask you this. When you first made that uh, contribution to Core, were you still kind of out there in the world on your own or you discovered meetups and WordCamps yet? I had not yet discovered WordCamps. Uh, I hadn't been to meetups. 
I, I think I started meetups, um, started going to meetups about six months after that. I found one locally and it was right by my house, which was nice. I started attending there and it turns out that the, the person who was running the meetup at the time, or at least heavily involved in it was also a alumnus of the job that I was doing just in a different name. Oh, cool. And so it was nice to see, okay, there is other people who understand what I'm going through out in the world and in my backyard. Yeah. So people that can not only, you can speak to code to, but you can talk about the very real business problems and challenges you were trying to address with code. Yeah. And it wasn't until a couple years later that I found out about WordCamps. Uh, and the nearest one to me was in Austin. And so I signed up for it and took my family. And my wife said, are, are you sure families are allowed? Like, this is a professional conference. She said, I, I really think so. I think this will be okay. And it ended up at one wait, point. Wait, I, wait, How far is the drive when you got the wife and the child to go along with, I think it's going to be okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's about an eight-hour drive for us. Wow, you are a bold man. <laughs> I, at that time I was by myself. I, I was working for a small marketing company and I was the only developer and I was in nowhere's land. I mean, I, I could meet with the other people, but I, I didn't know how to grow in my job and I didn't know how to grow in WordPress. And I figured the WordCamp is the way to do it. And so we, we went there and there's things like I met Andrew Nason in the hallway for the first time and I introduced myself. He's like, yeah, I just met your wife and daughter in the hallway. <laughs> and I, I lost my kid at one point at the end of the day. And I look over and she's up in Jen Milo's arms. She was only two years old. <laughs> and I realized, okay, this is like an extended family. Yeah. These people get me. That's awesome. What a great and story. It was, it was just a, another, another turning point for me into, okay, this, these things are important. And so we've, as a family, we've gone to several WordCamps together because WordPress is how I feed my family. My family is involved in this and we do things together. So my wife is a contributor. Uh, she's worked on captioning WordPress TV videos. My daughter has attended half a dozen, seven WordCamps now. Wow. Um, she's six. And that's just, that's our thing. That's our family. One of our family vacations is traveling to a WordCamp. That's great. I like to hear that. That's really neat. I'm going to continue. You just mentioned things that are important to you. And um, I'm going to ask you one of our signature questions. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Morgan, what is your definition of success? For me, success is being able to make my clients at least happy with the process, if not the final product and going home and seeing my family. Uh, that's, I like my work. I love my family and that them being happy to see me and being able to, to pay the bills, to be able to spend time with them. That's success for me. Yeah. That's a good combination. What, what kind of challenges do you face in, in managing that? with your having a successful or productive day at work and, <laughs> and getting home to see your family and balancing that. How do you do that? 
I try and well, one thing I don't do is often is I don't bring my computer home. Um, when I worked remote, I loved working remote. There was times throughout the day my family could hang out with me. Uh, I'd take a Lego break in the middle of the day. Uh, a kid would show up to meetings, but I never left work. So I would still be working on the couch at the end of the day. And now I try as much possible to not take my computer home with me unless I know there's some real pressing need. And quite frankly, in marketing, there's never really pressing needs that are emergencies that, that I need to do often. So being able to, to physically separate those has really been a blessing for me. I, mm. I hate the commute. Uh, I have an eternity of a commute. It's 25 minutes. <laughs> and that, that is long here. Well, compared to going into the other room in your house. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, but yeah, that's not too bad. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, Would I be correct in understanding that you have no computer at home or do you just not have a work computer? I, I have computers. Um, I just, most of them are laptops now. My, my desktop broke at Christmas a few years ago, got fried during an electrical storm, and we never replaced it. Uh, my wife and I were on our computers, but not all the time. Now we're on our phones a lot, so sure. you know, take that. But yeah. um, it's not the focus at home anymore. Uh, computer's a tool. Unfortunately, like I said, the, the phone has kind of replaced the, the time in front of the computer. Yeah. So that's a challenge. It is nice, though, I imagine. It's been a long time since I worked anywhere but in my home. But I, I, when I did, it was before cell phones and computers. So it's hard for me to even remember what it was like to leave <laughs> and come home and not be able to access your work or anything. I can imagine now that we have phones and everything, even when we say we're leaving work behind, we're still always accessible, right? So right. balance. I remember several years ago walking through California Disney, and being on my phone, SSHing into a server in Miami uh -huh. so I could reboot it so our client websites could come back up. Yeah. And that's really cool technology, but I really don't want to live my life that way. Agreed. I've had similar experiences. I have memories like that too, being on vacation and doing things. It's great. You can edit a WordPress site on your phone if you have to, right? Right. So that's, a, that's a good thing in it some ways. Oh, sorry, Terry, interrupt. No, go ahead. It comes down to a mindset, doesn't it, right? Because think of the, the stress and the grief of not being able to have rebooted that server. Uh, you know, because you're still going to yep. have a phone, right? So they're going to call you. Right. But it, it, so you get the phone, okay, that was the first, third time they called. I should probably answer that. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe 10 or 15 minutes, because, of course, that's a aging on your phone it, you know it's not going to be let me send a quick text it's going to be a bit of a pain and the ui is probably not going to be great you got to do it but then or 10 or 15 minutes later you're back on vacation with your family right and the stress of i wonder if they got it wonder what the client's going to say when i'm back next week uh, uh is over and done with but to the point you were talking about not bringing the work computer home it's it's what is the mindset around always having that power with us and how do we use it and it's are we using it in emergencies and in situations because it's a better solution, you know, to, to fix that immediate problem that was happening with the server and then going back to your family rather than having it hanging over your head for the next three or four days. Right. And that, that has been a, a 
mind shift for me because I used to be always on call. Sure. And going into that, having a supportive manager who says, when you leave, you're not on call. Now we still communicate, but it's not this urgent, our servers are down and we need you to come back into the office and fix something. And, and being able to have the computer there if it's needed, but not to open it on a regular basis lets my family know and lets me know what is more important. And the importance is the family work is important, but work will always need to be there. The, the time with the family for me needs to be spent more focused on the family and not wondering about is work going okay. Yeah. Well, that makes it easier to like what you do also when you do it does that constant stress on your all day long and pressure to always be on call. So sounds like a good situation that you're in right now. It, yeah, it is. I'm, yeah. I'm frustrated some days, but that's with Everybody any place. Yeah. yeah. That's just life. Indeed. Indeed. For sure. Tara, did you have a question or can I jump in with one? Go right ahead. Morgan, you were very kind to share that definition of success. And then we kind of followed on about how that plays out. But within that definition of success, that balance, that focused time with the family and work to support that and kind of that hierarchical uh, form of, of importance, what's the single most important thing you do every day to achieve or maintain that success to make that family time a priority? How does, how do you do that? Is that a mind thing? Is that a scheduling thing? A little bit of both? Talk us through that. The, I think one of the most important things is my evenings are very short with my, with my daughter and my wife together. And so I come home and I eat dinner. We catch up on our day, uh, bath time with the kiddo and then read and put her to bed and I don't do work in between that time. I, I don't do other things. We're, we're there together as a family. And that has helped me stay grounded. And that has helped me actually enjoy my work time because I know my family time is coming. And my family time is, is fun. We play in the morning and I head off to work. But I know once I get home, we're going to have probably only about two hours of, of the three of us together. And so I, I focus on that and I spend that time well. What a great memory for your, you have one, one child, you said. One, right? yep. yeah. For your daughter, is it a daughter? Yep. For her to, uh, to grow up with that special time. That's neat. I remember when my dad used to come home from work and, and we'd climb all over him and he'd make himself <laughs> a Manhattan and... <laughs> <laughs> those are nice that's nice that you can do that my dad was a, a california higher patrolman and so most of the time that we had family dinner it was with his cop car pulled out in front he's oh. in for 20 minutes half an hour whatever just to catch a quick thing catch up with us and then we wouldn't see him again until maybe the next morning yeah and he he worked a lot of weird shifts and, and long hours to be able to provide for us. But I remember dinner was just a, a short period of time for him. And that was sometimes the only time during the day that I saw him. So I'm trying to make maybe happier memories with, with my family. 
Yeah, shift work is is very hard on families, isn't it? Uh, yeah, being tied to that clock. So we're very lucky to have the kinds of careers where we can, you know, sit in air conditioning even in a hundred <laughs> and and have you know two hours a day every evening with our child. And I know it's not every evening. You know, something's this, something's that. But that's that's really something to 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 be quite grateful for. And I can tell from the conversation that we're having that. It, it's hugely valuable and you're very grateful for, for what you have. Absolutely. Yeah. It goes by very fast children growing <laughs> yes. up as, uh, as you know, it's, it's a cliche, I suppose, but it is, it does go by so fast. So it's good that you're appreciating, appreciating it in the moment. Let's go ahead, Liam. So Morgan, let's, let's talk a little bit more about work. Cause you've, you've told us to how you gotten, to where you are today. You shared with us that you work for a, a marketing firm in Oklahoma. That's 25 minutes from your house. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell us a little bit about what you do there and what is your favorite thing to do there every day? Uh, I work for Big Wing and Big Wing is a, a marketing agency that started initially from the Oklahoman newspaper. Uh, it, was a, it was a spinoff of the newspaper. Uh, people were placing ads in the print and then saying, Hey, there's these things called websites. Do you know how to do that? And one of the marketing people said here, um, yes, yes, we do. And then she learned quickly how to get people who do websites. (laughs) And uh, that has been, I think five or six years, maybe even seven. It's the the agency has grown. We now have a, a web department inside of the agency and there are right now three, four, five of us, five of us on the web team. And I do mostly backend development for uh, client websites. We have mostly local websites, our local clients. Some of them are, are rather large in the state. Some of them are, are national chains, but that's what I get to specialize in is, is helping with the, the publishing experience and helping with uh, making sure their, their websites are fast and secure. So are you client facing or are you fielding responses from the project leads that say, hey, Morgan, they're saying this needs to be faster and they want to build this out and can you make this happen? And oh, by the way, can you have it done before you go home tonight? <laughs> it's a blend of both. Uh, we, we have a lot of personal relationships with our clients. It's one of the benefits of having small clients is uh, we'll be in meetings with the sole proprietor or the, the CEO of the organization. Uh, depending on the size of the client, they may have just a point person. But as a developer, we, our, our dev team gets to be involved in client meetings every week as well as the, the larger management meetings that go on between them. So we'll have times where the client will come to the, the project manager and say, I, I want this big thing. And they'll come to us and they'll arrange a time for us to visit with the client to figure out how's the best way to make this big thing happen or to convince them that they need really something different. And are you building exclusively with WordPress primarily sometimes-ish? For me, it's 99% of the time WordPress. Uh, we have a lot of clients that come to us from 
uh, Weebly, Wix, Squarespace, and they start out with they need analytics or they need marketing. And then they quickly run into a limitation of whatever platform they're on. There's, there's some yeah. uh, agencies Total. here in town that have their own CMSs. And so we do migrations from other CMSs. So there's a, there's a lot of them that come to us with just a need and we end up building something from the ground up for them inside of WordPress. That sounds cool. Yeah. I am going to change gears on us just a little bit here. Sure. And I am going to ask you about advice. What is the okay. single most valuable piece of advice that you've ever received and implemented into your life? And that can be personal advice, professional, maybe a mix of both. It was not, uh, it was not directly given to me, but one thing that I've learned is don't change your hair before a conference. Uh, several years ago <laughs> at the, so if you don't know, I have long blonde curly hair my daughter has long red curly hair. It's hard to miss us. I'm six foot two. She is over four foot tall at six years old. My wife is a foot smaller than I am. We're noticeable when we go places. And I was walking down the steps in between sessions at WordCamp San Francisco uh, three years ago, I guess. The, la the last one that was there was the first time we went. And I saw uh, Mika Epstein on the the stairs. And that's the first time we'd ever seen each other in person. We'd interacted online, but we saw each other and I introduced myself and she says, yeah, I know the hair. And she kept walking. <laughs> she was on her way to something else. <laughs> and we chatted about it later and realized there were several people who recognized me at WordCamps because of my hair. My avatar <laughs> matched my face. They were able to piece together those things. And I figured out if I ever get a haircut, it's got to be after the WordCamp and I've got to change my avatar pretty quickly to match it. Otherwise people are just guessing at who I am. So I still have my long hair. I cut off a, a foot of it uh, about six months ago, nine months ago and letting it grow back out. I, I guess I can't ever cut it really short without yeah. making sure that I'm not applying to speak anywhere. So I totally get that because I've had people like, oh, it's you. I didn't recognize you. You look different than your avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Those are important to keep updated. Yeah. Well, that's advice I think we've not heard before. So <laughs> keep that in mind for uh, Liam. Don't grow your hair yeah. really long before the next <laughs> recognize you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Good reminder, Tara. Good reminder. <laughs> Liam and I were uh, were chatting a little bit about about uh, references to your home state, and I'm looking at a song list from Oklahoma. I was wondering, since we're running out of time, if we wanted to like go out on a song or something. I I'm in a little bit of a funny mood today, so <laughs> the story with the fringe on top or something. I'm, I'm supposed to know. <laughs> I'm supposed to know that song. They sing it at the seventh inning stretch at baseball games here. <laughs> it's but after 14 years, I still don't know all the words. <laughs> and I've only seen the play once. Okay. <laughs> Do the people of Oklahoma even like the play? Or is it like, yes, we are all aware of it. Thank you very much. Is that the only thing that happens here? We are the national home of the Oklahoma play. They, they've got a, a town out east that uh, puts it on every year. And it is the national performance 
happens here. And so I, I guess to them, it's a big deal. Um, it's one of those things you go see once and you say, yep. Yeah, that's kind of uh, weird in some ways. <laughs> There's parts of it that you just kind of shake your head a little bit and other parts that are really fun and vibrant. So it gets kind of dark in places though. And I, you know, now that I say that, I got to see it one and a half times. Okay. The first time, <laughs> the first time there was a storm that was so big that they were afraid that the, the uh, crew oh. and the actors were going to get electrocuted. Oh my God. And so they cut it short and gave us free tickets for the next year. <laughs> that is awesome. And <laughs> oh, speaking of well, cutting it short, we don't have any storms to worry about, but we are out of time. We are. Morgan, right. thank you very, very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, chatting with you this afternoon. Thank you so much. I really yeah. appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I hope everyone has Oklahoma stuck in their head for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> Morgan, <laughs> before we say goodbye to you, tell us where people can find you online, please. Uh, I hang out on Twitter most of the time, Morgan Estes, E-S-T-E-S. That's -E uh, also my website that I don't ever blog at <laughs> and pretty much everywhere else. Awesome. Thank you so much. Right. Good to see you. Take care. Thank you, Morgan. Thanks a lot. See y'all. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves. <laughs>